payroll can be a complex issue for employers to deal with and many are unsure of what's really required of them by law. As well as referring to a company's records of its employees' salaries, wages, bonuses, payroll also accounts for any tax due from employment and pensions, many of which must comply with a, a series of regulations. Payroll is a necessary part of any business that employs workers, therefore it's vital that businesses understand the processes behind administering payroll correctly. I'm here today uh, on this podcast with David Belbin, who is Managing Director at Clements Hall Cummings uh, Accountants. Um, so David, why is it important for businesses to get payroll and pension arrangements right? Fundamentally, I think getting the payroll right is critical. All businesses' biggest asset is their people, and you need to treat your people that work for you well. So, primarily, your staff need to know that they're being paid the right amount of money and on time, and putting in place the pension system, the auto enrolment system that's recently come in place, is part of that, and it's about treating them properly. They do not want to find in five years' time that their pension payments haven't been made properly, that things that they were entitled to haven't happened. And likewise, they don't want to find within the, the year that you're, um, that somebody's made a mistake on their tax and, by the way, at the end of next month, they've got a big deduction coming that they weren't expecting. So it's critical you look after your people. Now, as it happens, the government think that as well. So there are fines and penalties for getting things wrong and not making uh, returns on time. So those are the... Uh, those are the two main things I'd be saying. So what's the best way to run a company's payroll and is there any particular software that businesses should use to do this? Okay, taking the first question first. The best way to run a company's payroll is to make sure you have a proper documented system so that you know what's happening, when it's happening and who's responsible for completing the payroll that reports to enable that person uh, to calculate the payroll properly are given to them on time and that you then also have some cover should that person not be available because they're sick or on holiday. So running a payroll system is about running a system and making it work properly. As to software our practice uses uh, Sage, it also uses Xero, um, but there's other companies that produ produce payroll software and HMRC also have some uh, free to use software uh, that has its limits but it is there. So in your experience what are the most common mistakes that people make during the payroll process? Well firstly I think it's uh, making sure that pay codes when they're issued by HMRC are applied straight away. It's dealing with the unexpected or the unusual. So if you're a small employer, you're not going to have people going on maternity leave on a regular basis, but when it happens, you need to deal with it correctly. Um, if you're a small or medium-sized employer, you'll have a few people 
perhaps on uh, with student loans and and an increasing number. But unless you've dealt with that before, where do you go to for help? Um, if there's deductions required as a result of county court judgments against people, again, how do you deal with that? Or indeed, uh, child support agency payments. So making sure that all of these deductions happen and happen in the right place. So maybe before tax, maybe after tax. And that, that affects on pension contributions, employee pension contributions. So it's the unusual that actually creates the problems and you need to have in place somewhere to go to to make sure you can or your staff are uh, nowhere uh, to get help when required. So you've mentioned auto-enrolment. Um, what's the difference between auto-enrolment and re-enrolment? With auto-enrolment, people have to, staff are, are expected to enrol in a pension scheme after they've been in employment for a set period of time. The they can un uh, they can opt out if they want. And however, after a period of time, they staff in the um, pension scheme have the option to uh, opt out, and so they have to re-enrol back into the scheme. Now that can be automatic, uh, but people have to have the option, and the government expects you to. Uh, put that option in front of your staff on a regular basis. Okay, so are there any upcoming changes or updates to payroll legislation that employers need to be aware of? There's no big changes coming down the tracks at the moment. Um, You should be aware of um, changes in national minimum wage or national living wage rather and making sure that you apply that to all of your staff and just making sure of course when people go through birthdays um, and they're younger than I am certainly um, they get the increases that they are due to them. So with all this legislation and sounding very complicated David what what can I do if I want to outsource my payroll? You need to find an organisation that uh, has been doing this before uh, is suitable to your needs. Uh, people do uh, business with those they uh, know and trust, and so you would need to get some references from uh, customers of an organisation that would be doing that payroll uh, for, for them. How easy is it to transfer? Well, actually, I think it's really very easy. You have standing data, which is your employees' names, addresses, dates of birth, that sort of thing. You have your year-to-date data, which is how much they've earned, tax deducted, national insurance deducted, pension contributions, etc. And then you've just got to make sure that you put in place a framework to ensure that information that you've been using in your organisation is passed out to the entity that you're outsourcing that to so they have the right information 
to produce the payroll and on time for you. So how could your business help with payroll? Well, we've been doing payroll for years and years in this organisation and we've got many, many clients who use us. Uh, they may have one or two employees. It may just be a director-only payroll. But we also have clients where we're looking after 200 staff a week. Now, all of those clients have a system for passing information to us that is unique to them because we're all unique. Those clients then have a choice as to whether they send money into one of our client bank accounts and we make the payments or we send payment instructions back to them and they pay. The advantage is that Plimsoll Cummings has a number of people in the payroll team which means that if somebody's sick or on holiday there's always cover um, and it doesn't mean that the director has to be there pushing the buttons to make the payments each month which for some can be a little bit of a tie so we if you like uh, take the strain uh, take a fairly straightforward processing operation if you're doing it often so for us it's not having to reinvent the wheel every time um, and it takes a headache away from many clients they can then get on and do what they're best at which is work on their business we'll just deal with this problem and of course it does mean that there's another layer of confidentiality around so people won't be wandering in and finding out what others are earning which is always helpful David thank you um, so that brings us to the end of this podcast uh, as always uh, details of how to get in touch with Clements Hall Cummings are with the editor's notes um, to this cast and we look forward to the next one Thank you.